Welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers, giving you the motivation and inspiration you need to make the most of your later years. Whether you're still in the planning stages or you're several years in, we'll share stories from boomers who refuse to act their age and continue to live a life inspired. Let them show you how being old can be new if you know what to do with your host, Terry Lorbeer. Hello and welcome to Kick-Ass Boomers. My guest today is Pele Boo. Pele is also a podcaster, and we met at Podcast Movement in Nashville, Tennessee. Pele's podcast is The Radio Vagabond. Vagabond, excuse me. Pele is a longtime radio producer who sold his house car and all of his furniture so he could travel the world. His goal is to visit every country in the world. Welcome, Pele. How are you today? I am good. And uh, just before we started recording, you asked me, how do I say your name? Right. And I try to teach you. It's hard. <laughs> but but say Terry, you, uh, Terry, you can, Terry. Call, <laughs> you can call me Pele. It's such a difficult name to travel with, and it, it's, uh, it means something horrible in some languages, oh. but I'm not going to go there. No, no, no. no, no, no. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, and I, I've learned to uh, say it's, it's like palate without the T. So, palate. Palate. Palabo, yeah. Palabo, there but, we go. But to answer your questions, I am good. I am good and oh, even good. better being here with you. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. So how difficult was it for you to sell all of your possessions so that you could travel the world? It was scary. Actually, in the beginning, I was like, I planned this out for almost three years. And I, I set my house up for sale. And then I started selling all my furniture. And at some point... Like two months before I had sold my house, it was I was still living in it another month, and I had more and more echo in my living room because the furniture was going out piece by piece, and then all of a sudden it was like, like you know this big hall or big bathroom where it just right. echoing on, and I thought, what am I doing? What am I doing? Is this a big mistake? Right. I've spent fifty years of my life gathering all this stuff, and all of a sudden. What if I don't like it? What if I don't like it? And right now, at this point, two months before, I just, I thought, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to be here. I just want to be in a fetal position in my own couch watching some Netflix. And then the rest of the stuff went away and, uh, and I moved out. And then I got on the bus to go to the airport and I haven't looked back since. And I've never missed it a single second. Yeah, well, there was one week, six months into the journey where I thought, oh, maybe it would be nice to have just a, a little place back home in Denmark that I could call home and have my own stuff on the wall in my own bed and go and see, okay, now I'm home. Like, I have this home base. And that feeling lasted maybe a week and then it went away and it, it, it hasn't come back since. So, yeah, but, it was, but I was totally going out of my comfort zone at that point. So that's what happened to, before. Wow, well, good for you. It does sound really scary. I don't know if I could do it. I really don't. I love to travel. I would love to do what you're doing, but getting rid of all my stuff is difficult. And I think it is for a lot of people. But yeah. so tell me, what has been your most exciting thing you've done so far while traveling? Any exciting stories or like give us something that? <laughs> yeah, well, I've been to so many places. Right now, I've been to 95 countries, and it's been all over the world. I haven't been to Australia and New Zealand, but it's been a lot in Asia, Africa, 
every country in Europe except for Iceland and Cyprus, 42 US states so far, a lot in South Africa, uh, South America and uh, Central America. And for me, the most rewarding thing and the most interesting thing is all the friends I make along the way. Like coming here to Nashville, meeting you, and right. I met so many people here. I didn't know a single soul here. And I met so many people that I'm sure is going to be in my life in the future as well. So I think that's what, what gives me the most. And some of them is, is like so unexpected that, for example, in a small town in Morocco called Tishnit, I became good friends with the local butcher. <laughs> wow, that is unusual. <laughs> that is very How did unusual. That happen? How? Well, they have a thing where his shop was uh, right out to the street. So you're on the street while buying the meat, and then you go next door where they barbecue it, and you buy some salad there, oh. and you sit down. So I was maybe the last customer, and then after he closed up, I was eating. So he came over and sat with me, and I spoke to him and did a small interview for the podcast that I'm doing. And then from then on, we, we just became good friends. We connected on, on Facebook and he invited me to lunch at his house, playing with his kid. And, and then at some point when I was uh, further down in Western Sahara, I got pneumonia. So I had to go back because they had a hospital. And he went with me to the hospital and helped me translate. And he even insisted on paying the bill, even though I had insurance. And I was like, really? come on, Omar, it's not necessary. And he said, this is, because he was Muslim, and, and he said, I wanted to show you that this is the real Islam. We're, right. it's not what you see on TV. Oh, and he was yeah. so, so, so friendly. Right. And ever so often we write to each other and send voice messages and uh, what are you doing now? Where are you and what's going on? And how's your son doing and your wife and all that? So right. that's totally unexpected. That is unexpected. Wow. <laughs> And he can have fun reading all your emails of places you're going and things you're doing and kind of live through that, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah. And that's just one of so many so people many. that I'm, I'm, I'm still in contact with. Yeah. And I mean, I'm meeting all new people here in Nashville. We're here for Podcast Movement. And I came by myself, too. So I'm meeting a lot, a lot of new people. And it is so much fun. And even in Nashville, when I was touring, I came here early two days so I could go to downtown Nashville yeah. and do a little bit of touring and stuff. And I sat down in one of the honky-tonk places, and I sat at this big table, because all they had were big tables, by myself. And there was a whole family walking by. They were looking for a table. I said, sit here. She goes, oh, are you sure? I'm like, yes, yeah, sit here. I don't want to sit by myself. Yeah. She was so afraid she was, like, intruding. And I go, no, please, sit down. Yeah. So it was her and her husband and four kids. So I met friends there, too. So yeah. similar to what you're doing. Yeah, and, and actually, the table for one please is I, I use that all the time because I'm traveling solo right. but sometimes if it's a place where they have a bar I go sit at the bar because it's such right. a good chance that you end up chatting to people sitting next to you yes and it's nice when you meet the local people and get to talk to them and and you speak a lot of different languages so that you can probably speak with almost anyone in any country uh, almost not no not. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of countries if you speak English you're okay yeah. But yeah, and when I was traveling in Africa in the northwestern part, they okay. only spoke French, and I had French in school, but I thought it was all gone. Right. But actually, a few sentences came out. I said, "Where did that come from?" Oh, I just wow. pulled it out of my ear, and then all of a sudden, I could 
say a few things in, in French, but I'm trying really hard to uh, get in, improve my Spanish. Uh-huh. I found when I was in Colombia just before coming here, uh, I did all of Central America as well. I, f- I found a, a teacher in, in Colombia and we had three lessons every week. But it, it just doesn't stick as it used to. It, You've got to keep using I, it. You really do I, or you lose yeah, it. Yeah. She could tell me something. I said, uh-huh. okay, now I got that. And then two minutes later, it was totally gone. And that was yeah. not the same when I was in school. And I had no, Spanish, no, no. Much harder it's now. so annoying. So how long do you stay in every area? Oh, that varies a lot. When COVID hit and the biggest lockdown came, I was in Cape Town in March 2020, and I was asked to do an online TEDx talk. So for that, I counted how many places I stayed and how many days I've been traveling. So at that point, it was 315 different places I stayed in those uh, around three and a half years, a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And that's an average of 4.5 days per place. And that sounds crazy, but... Sometimes I stay a little bit longer, two, three, four weeks. And sometimes I do a road trip where it's just one night. So that's what makes the average. But uh, I've become a little bit more slow-matic. I was two months in, in Colombia, two months in Panama, but stayed in different places. Uh, uh-huh. So sometimes I stay a little bit longer. Right. Yeah, because sometimes you want to get more of a flavor of the country. And it's actually what feels right for me, because sometimes I've been traveling really fast right. and it's like my head is full of impressions and i need to absorb it so i don't yes. i need to stay hungry right. so i stay in the same place a bit longer so i i sort of okay i need to find a place where that nothing's happening so right. nashville would pl- probably not be a good place because so much going on yeah, here but when i was in el salvador i had a bit of a travel fatigue so I went into the mountains, found a small village in the mountains, and thought, I'm just going to stay here for two weeks. Nothing's going on, so I'm just going to be here and um, go out and have something to eat and be my with my computer and get the hunger back. Yeah, yeah. I think you need that sometimes. You just have to kind of just chill out somewhere. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Wow. It's so interesting. I wish I could do that. I don't think I can. But who knows? Maybe sometime in the future. Is there anything else you want? I'm looking at your shirt right now, Homeless by Choice, which is great. That's such a good saying. (laughs) Well, I I want to say, Terry, for people who are thinking about doing it, it may not be right because it's not for everybody. Most people, they want the home base. But I would say, see if you can rent out the place you're staying in on on Airbnb and then just go try it out for six months and see how it feels. Because after six months, you get a good sense of, is it for me or is it not? But I started traveling when I was 51, and I'm now 56, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And I say to people, I thought in the beginning it was going to be two years, and then I made ah, four years, and now it's five years. And now I say it's until one of my kids starts producing grandchildren for me. And right. when I tell them, they say, okay, you've got another 10, 15 years, because that's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> Probably, maybe never. I have four kids and no grandchildren. So, and they're all in their 40s. So, they're way old enough. So, four, four, and no grandchildren. Now, the youngest is trying, but she may have to adopt because she's having a lot of issues. But the others, it just hasn't worked out. So, can you imagine yeah, four no. and no grandchildren? So no, and who I'm, knows? And I'm in the age where a lot of my friends, they're becoming grandparents. Yeah. And I'm so jealous. I, I want that. I want a 
So I, at, when that happens, I, I want to go back and be a part of that. Right. But I'll never get the big house again because now I'm so used to living in smaller places and I don't need a lot. I don't want to put my money into bricks. I want no. to put that into more traveling. And even though I, at some point, I live back in Denmark, close to my kids and, and their families. Right. I don't have to be a, a 24 hours a day right. uh, grandparents. I can yeah. still travel. Absolutely. That sounds so good. So, yeah, I'm jealous of you, too. Like maybe you will have grandchildren. I mean, I have friends with one child, and they've got three and four grandchildren. So it's yeah. like just one of those things, just no grandchildren. So yeah. therefore, I can do whatever I want. I'm trying to figure out where to move when I downsize. And again, downsizing, as you get older, you don't want to keep all that stuff clean and organized and so yeah. the smaller the better yeah. in the house i had i had it was not a, a huge house mm -hmm. but i had an attic with so many boxes that i hadn't looked in and i and i it. no 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 and i thought okay i need to sort this as well before right. and i was looking at it like oh my god yeah. thank god i had a couple of years to do it right. so every time i was watching something on tv i went up and got five boxes and then just sat on the floor uh -huh. sorting the thing uh, oh that oh that's a f i remember that but in the beginning i took so long but in the end i was like oh, no 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 charity <laughs> out right. charity out so and yeah. some things you can just take a picture of so you can remember it true and that's it you don't have to yeah. keep it yeah. you just yeah. take a picture but i do have a small storage room with all my books and all my vinyl records because yes. i've worked in radio so but i had a lot of cds i got rid of those they don't have the same sentimental value no. though but my vinyls and yeah. vinyls are coming back oh yeah can you imagine i never thought i'd see the day but they're coming back so i, I heard people say cassette tapes are coming back oh i don't know about cassette tapes vinyls yes but god we'll see <laughs> well this has been so great talking to you today yeah. it's been really interesting so Thank you for being my guest and for my Boomer audience. You can go to the show notes and I'll have the title to the podcast so that you can find Palette's podcast and listen to his travels and see where he's going. And is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? It's been such a pleasure and I'm sure I'll meet you again somewhere and uh, go so, travel a bit, Terry. Yeah, I do. I do. It's been years. I've seen a lot more than most of my friends have, yeah. you know, because my husband was from Germany. So we went back to Germany many times. I went to China for one of my anniversaries and I just loved it. So how many of my friends, none of them have been to China. So I've done a lot of traveling, but yeah. there's lots more to do. So it's such a big world out there. It is a big world and it's so much fun visiting other countries. And when you visit other countries, you find out that we're all the same. People are the same no matter where you go. And a lot of people think that things. it's a dangerous world out there, but 99.9% no, no. .9 of people are friendly people. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I found that too when I traveled. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Thank you for being a kick-ass boomer. <laughs> and uh, this was great. I had a lot of fun today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Kick-Ass Boomers. For more information on today's guest, along with the show notes and other inspiring resources, buzz on over to kickassboomers.com. And don't forget to join our Kick-Ass community on Facebook or LinkedIn to continue the conversation. Be bold, not old.